guys, welcome to Across the Ring. My name is William Mayhem Michaels. This is the scientist, Carl Schupfer, and today we're here with Gmo. How you doing? Doing pretty good. You already know. It's hero time. <laughs> Heck yeah, that's right. Uh, hey, Gio, uh, Kaminari, why don't you tell the people, our fans, a little bit about yourself so they can get to know you right before we jump into this wave of things we're going to do. Well, hero of heroes. Pretty obvious right there. My name is Gmo Kaminari. I am 18 years old, wrestling out in El Paso, Texas, going around now in Arizona. I'm just pretty glad to be here, to be honest. Heck yeah, heck yeah, man. We're excited for it, too. So, Gmo, uh, how did you first get introduced to wrestling as, like, a fan? Well, I kind of feel like I started a bit late compared to, like, the others. They're, like... Like, uh, younger kids, I didn't get that passion, I guess, until, like, late into middle school. My family used to, like, just, like, sit down in the, on the couch, and we would eat. And my stepdad was scrolling through channels, and he put on WWE. I just remember, like, this one episode really, like, stood out to me. It was uh, a match with Sin Cara, Cinta de Oro now versus andrade mm-hmm. and i just saw like the fast pace like the lucha libre it really like stood out to me so i was like wow like what is this and um i actually never wanted to be a wrestler it was more my my little sister she she saw it and we, we talked about it and she was like i want to do this like this is this is more this is my dream now i'm like oh, okay and like it stood out it's it stuck in my head i was like wow like this is like this is pretty interesting and we kept watching we kept watching she keeps going like i want to be a wrestler i want to be in the wwe all this and that and it just hits me like what if i do it too like what if, what if i do this so i started looking around and i told my mom like can i do this she was she was like sure but first let's get you try it out in high school first try out amateur wrestling i said okay so researching professional wrestling here in El Paso because we don't really have a lot of it. Didn't have a, much of it at the time. And I came across a podcast that Sincara was on. And I asked him where I can start training. He sent me off to a guy named Hurricane Hector. He was trained by Gori Guerrero and alongside Eddie Guerrero. And I, I went up to my mom like, can I do this? I want to do this now. Like, I need this right now. And she was like, whoa. So you're real kid. <laughs> try it out first. Try this year mm-hmm. in high school, and then you can you can go. So I did that. I I went in my freshman year into high school. Lost. I didn't know what was going on. And I went in. My uh, coach, Coach Aldo Meza. Um, he was like, "So why are you in here? Like, what what brings you here?" I was like, "Well, I'm not like the others. I'm I don't have like this goal of, of being like the best amateur wrestler. I want to be." a professional wrestler. I want to be El, Lucha- El Luchador is what they would call me. I want to do this. He's like, okay, we're going to get you there. So that year passes. It's my, my summer between my freshman year and my sophomore year. I'm about to turn 15 and I start training professionally. And that's, that's awesome. where I got my mark. That's a hell of a story. I mean, to go from, you know, flipping channels. Yeah. You know, and 
even at first you're like oh this is cool i guess but you know not even being the first person in the living room to think that that's you know the dream to you know all of a sudden you're you know training amateurs that you can start training professional and you're on this track very focused you know sounds like it kind of happened kind of quickly yeah i'm like i'm the very type of person that once i want something i'll go get it (laughs) like that's just how i am oh so you mentioned that um the master cuts your eye was uh, Sincata and um, who's the other person? Andrade. Andrade, that's right. So that Lucha Libre. Um, who else did you watch to kind of like that really dug you into it outside of those two? Because there's a lot of Luchas around, especially in El Paso. Like watching like just like the Sincara name. Like I would watch all those matches. And then that got me hooked on like the original, the first Sincara, mm-hmm. Mystico. Which brought me down to like AAA. Uh, I'd watch a lot of their stuff down in AAA. Rey Mysterio was a big one. Kalisto, the Lucha Dragons. I guess it was more like Sincara. Like that's the the one that that attracted to me the most, just because okay. he was from El Paso, and I was like, I want to be like him. Like yeah. that's that's my goal. Heck yeah, that's pretty cool. Like a hometown hero. You know, that's that's something I think a lot of people like. I know in Wisconsin, we you know they celebrate this guy, the Crusher. That was a guy that put Milwaukee on the map. You know, it's cool that, you know, in El Paso, you know, you had, you know, heroes from your town as well that you can be like, yeah, this is the guy that, you know, carried our banner and I want to be the next guy. I think that's really cool. I don't know. He's like, he was just a really big influence on me. I was always like one of the guys like who would go off just to like meet, meet him. I got to train with him a couple of times, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's like, I never cool. thought I would be able to do that. Never <laughs> thought. It's not every day you get to meet your your influence, right? Um, no. Speaking of influences and stuff like that, um, your mom said, yeah, let's do it. Let's try it out. Would you th- consider your mom your biggest supporter or your sister since she kind of wants to follow in those footsteps that you have or like someone it, else? It was, like, my entire family. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know we had, like, that, I guess, like in wrestling. Like, once I started watching it, doing a lot more of it, it, it came out – uh, my cousins, they would talk to me a lot about WWE and just like mm-hmm. wrestling. My grandpa would tell me stories of when he was a kid, he would watch professional wrestling here in El Paso and Juarez. And I never had that type of relationship with him until professional wrestling. So I guess my entire wow. family like meld together after that to me. And we had like... Sometimes it's hard to, you know, bond with different people, especially like when you're a kid and, you know, they're adults and stuff like that. So... To find that thing that's like, all right, cool, we have our thing to talk about. Like, that's huge, and it's cool that wrestling got to be that glue for you to kind of stick to your different family. You know, you, you talk about how, uh, you know, Sankara is, you know, kind of one of your, your biggest influences in terms of, like, you know, a hero and, you know, someone that you kind of model yourself off of. Uh, and it sounds like a lot of your spirit kind of comes from, you know, your family and stuff like that. Um, you know, when you first got into training and stuff like that, um, did you find that, you know, okay, like, you know, these styles were stuff that like fit you right away, or did you kind of find that as your training, you kind of had to, you know, navigate yourself through what worked for you? Naturally, I'm like pretty athletic. So just like the first couple of days were really rough on me. (laughs) Muscle soreness as like a 14 year old, 15 year old, I was like, oh, and then having to go to school the next day, it was pretty hard just to, like, adjust to that. But I found my way. For me, personally, uh, that amateur wrestling was a lot harder for me than professional wrestling. I do not know why. 
I would like, I would say because probably your passion followed pro mm-hmm. wrestling and not so much amateur. Not yeah. everybody that goes into pro wrestling came out of amateur wrestling. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot that didn't do amateur wrestling at all and made yeah. a name for themselves. But you know, when you when the passion's not there, it's just like, oh, okay, I'm here just to, yeah. you know. But when you're in pro wrestling, you're like kind of like our podcast. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you get to uh, kind of um, experiment with that. But you know what I find interesting is your Arizona tag team partner, um, Cosmo. Both of you were like, uh, I don't really do sports. Let's do pro wrestling. <laughs> and and you're both like that luchador style, and that's. That's insane to me because that's such a fast paced, like most athletic type of wrestling you can do. And then so, something surprising I didn't find out until like I met Cosmo was we actually went to the same high school. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> I think when I was a, a freshman, he was a junior. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Like, ne- we never crossed paths. Never crossed wow. paths. Until- we met at a pro wrestling Zen at the time. Zen, yeah, before it became PWL. So speaking of, you know, family, high school, stuff like that, when you're not doing wrestling stuff, right, what are some of your hobbies and stuff like that? How do you like to spend your time? Well, I'm still like a kid, so I love watching, uh, like, cartoons. I really got big into animation, actually, uh, back in high school-ish. Uh, I went to state for that one year, actually. Uh, animating wow it was really fun like just like watching oh, like let's go <laughs> yeah i didn't know that was a thing yeah it was like i guess like just seeing like the movement mm-hmm. it caught my attention so animation i'm very uh artistic i'm creative i draw i design my own gear drawing video games too i don't know i guess i i really like the the movements mm-hmm. if that makes sense like yeah, yeah. inanimate objects to life yeah, that's yeah. what I really love that. Well, and animation plays such a, a huge role in video games. So that makes a ton of sense. You know, yeah. what are, what are some games that you're really into right now? Well, like right now, I bought myself a Wii. So Super Smash Bros. and Benton <laughs> Omniverse 2 and, and uh, the Spider-Man game, Spider-Man Edge of Time. Heck yeah. Okay. All right. I know, Carl, you just went and watched the new Spider-Man movie not so long ago, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was great. And I also I also got just got done finishing a video game. So yeah, all, yeah. all fits right in. I just finished this game called Viewfinder. That was really cool. It's this, like, puzzle game. Uh-huh. Super cool. I totally suggest it. But um, so for you, you know, you like a lot. It sounds like you like a lot of fighting games, a lot of, like, you know, yeah. action games. That's kind of your style, which... Makes sense because you know the lucha influence as well. What type of anime, like what um, anime episodes do you have that you uh, like to draw inspiration inspiration from in your art and when it came to your uh, costume? And I also want to mention before you answer that, I'm 35 and I still watch cartoons, bro. So don't even put an age on that because you're gonna kill me. Well, like one that has like a big inspiration for me and like my character, the overall mm-hmm. is Ben 10. As I was getting into wrestling, I started getting back into that show mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Uh, there's one guy, uh, his name is Curly the Artist. He made a webcomic on it, and I guess that brought me back to just, like, watching Ben. Like, watching, yeah, like, this 10-year-old has the power of the universe on his wrist, does good with it, has the ability to turn to 10 different aliens. Mm-hmm. So, I guess, like, I, that's, that's really neat. I loved it. it. I fell in love with it. 
And I saw that connection the very first time I watched you wrestle because I'm very aware of Ben 10. Because my daughter, she's 13. She's very much into anime. Uh-huh. Um, and Benton's one of the ones, but there's other stuff. Yeah, no, I think that that's super cool that you kind of pull in uh, influences from, you know, cartoons and stuff like that. And Ben 10 is obviously such a you know a popular show, especially, you know, when, you know, you were younger, that was kind of like the hot time for it. I think that a lot of people end up kind of pulling from, you know, things that were really hot when they were kids uh, to, you know, later, you know, put into the character, you know, whether it's, you know, you grew up in the 80s and Rick Rude was a big influencer, you know, like you're talking about here with the, you know, cartoons and animation and everything else. Um, I think it's it kind of seems like the more we learn about wrestlers, the more it feels like, you know, you know, wrestling is all about pulling from life and turning it into wrestling. And I think it's really cool that you found your way to do that. It's so crazy. I love it. Hey, guys, do you want an energy drink that's going to give you the ups without the crash? Well, I recommend Doobie. Doobie is one of our sponsors, and they're a great drink. If you don't want to spend all that money, other types of drinks, just get a tub. It's only $40, but with our promo code across the ring, it's even cheaper. And I suggest getting the sample pack. Try it out. There's four different flavors when you do that, and they've all been fantastic. Mmm, drink doobie. Getting back into it, so, you know, a lot of really cool stuff that you pulled from, from your hobbies and interests and stuff like that to kind of inspire you in wrestling. When you first started wrestling, you know, you got you just got done, you know, getting through your training, you start having your few first few ma- matches. What was that like for you, and... What were some kind of standout moments for you as you were first kind of coming to, into your own? It was that debut. I hit that high point, and it all came crashing down my second match because I ended up tearing uh, the MCL in my knee, and I sprained my meniscus too. Oh, Yeah, it was mostly because I was still wrestling amateurly and professionally, and I was training every single day at, like, such a high rate. My knee started to give out, and I kind of ignored it. I'm like, mm-hmm. eh, I'll be fine, whatever. Whatever. I go to hit a leapfrog, I hear a pop, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's not good. So that sidelined me a little bit until I came back. I think I wrestled Marty Snow in mm-hmm. my return match. So it's just like me getting my ass kicked. Ba 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 ba. Especially against Marty. Marty's no, uh, he's not no powder puff. That boy's that, he's strong style all the way. All the way. Yeah. He's yeah. a young Marty Snow. Yeah. Ooh. Marty's yeah. only 21, and, you know, if you, if you talk to him, you're going to think he's 30, but he's not. So... Uh, what was that recovery like for you? You know, you know, you injure your knee. It sounds like you're still in school. Uh, yeah. How were you able to kind of balance between trying to recover, going to school, keep up with everything else? Well, like the good thing was it happened during the summer. So I didn't have to necessarily worry about my grades or anything. It just like happened out of the blue. Uh, I just I just wanted to keep going. Like I remember falling asleep the day of and waking up like it was a nightmare. I tried to get out of bed and I was like, oh, that hurts. It, it hit me hard. It really did. The first injury. Do I want to keep going? Is this really something I want to keep pursuing? And I remember watching back like my boys, Cosmo. I watched them, a match with him and Marty. And that really helped me want to. It got, it got me motivated. It brought me back up. I was like, ah, I need this again. I need it. I need to find a way to get back. So the doctor told me, wait a month and come see us. I waited a month and then went back to wrestling. <laughs> Wasn't supposed to do that. I couldn't <laughs> bend my knee and I was training. I wore like a, a knee brace. I was moderately okay. I couldn't like, if you watch those matches back, I, I don't bend my knee at all. It's stiff as a board. Oh, and yeah, it was just, it was pretty hard. Got back. I think it took me a couple months 
to where I can I started bending it again, and then wrestled Marty again. Uh, our first ever battle on Star Mountain. That was when we rebranded to Legacy, and I felt amazing. Like I'm back. That's awesome. Yeah, just like that Spider Man movement, you know, Spider Man Two. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> so. I know I watched you this uh, this past weekend, and there was a couple scares during your match, um, especially one that looked uh, rough that I caught on video uh, was your standing sunset flip. Yeah, yeah. How how do you feel when you take those kind of bumps? And like, you know, does it scare you for the moment that you're in the match? And how do you come back from that? Well, that that spot in particular, I didn't like feel it. It was more mm-hmm. like my head hit his knee, and mm-hmm. that's not my momentum, so I kind of dropped. Yeah. It was kind of like, oh, I messed up. <laughs> Find something to do. Pin him. <laughs> but I like, mean, you definitely recovered well, but it's just like, you know, I think if I did that, I would completely forget about freaking everything <laughs> in that moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was just like, ah, pin him. Find something else to do. I don't know. I guess, like, I'm a smaller guy, so that risk is definitely worth it. I can do, like, all this stuff. I'd rather show out than keep everything at a, at a low. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So for you, you know, you've kind of mentioned, uh, you know, your your return, you know, was a little tough because you're still hurt. But then finally at that rebrand show, you finally felt like you're really in your own again, right? And that mm-hmm. kind of uh, reset you to kind of that high you felt in that first match. Uh, coming off of that, uh, what were some, you know, either opponents or matches that you felt like, oh, man, like, you know, I, I was really hit my groove because I was wrestling this guy and that guy. Mm, well, I guess it was that match with Marty, and then I had another match against uh, Norinko. It was the last the last episode of Zen. I was, I was feeling better. I still couldn't bend that much, but I was still like, oh, come on. Like, what's wrong with you? You gotta keep going. And then the, I think the next week I had a tag match. It was me and, at the time, Jay Wilson, uh, Stefan Prince, uh, hero killer. You want to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> Me and him, we were Swagger at the time versus Norinko and Classical Lucha Punk. I, I was, I guess, I just wanted to be back. It, it was hurting me. I was like, at the beginning, it, my knee was bugging me. I was like, ah, like slow down. You don't need to. You don't need to. You don't. You don't need this to happen again. Mm-hmm. But I went through it. I was like, okay, I think I can do this again. Which led me to that match with Marty Snow, where I came back. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome that you're able to kind of have that comeback and then, you know, finally get momentum after, you know, it's tough when, like, you know, things feel like they're going really well. And then, you know, get the rugs pulled out from under you and you're like, damn, like I, all this work and I'm finally here and now I have to wait again. So then that that slow climb to get to back to where you are, it sounds like the internal conflict there was tough. But eventually, once you finally had that big moment, it feels all worth it. Yeah. So, you know, for you, um, you know, you've been through, you know, in your early career already, you know, you got a lot of career to go. You've, you've had time to learn a few things and stuff like that. What is it that you do that you think everybody else should do, but doesn't necessarily do? That's a really good question. My dad explained it as moving heaven and earth to get what I wanted. Just having that drive to push you towards that. I guess for me, that meant a lot to me. Just like, oh, I started up here and immediately I was there. So I guess that's something I guess they would need. Mm -hmm. Just like that drive, that will, that passion to go there, go above and beyond just to get them there. Yeah, because that uh, makes a lot of sense. I mean, to me, like when you first got hurt, it'd be really easy to be like, you know what? Gave it a shot. 
got hurt. It's not worth it. I'm it's all over it. Out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you having that attitude of like, no, I've got this thing I need to get. I got to climb this mountain again. You know, that's that's inspirational. So with that said, what do you think is the thing you know that everyone else should know? Just, just love it, man. Know, know your worth in the business. You know, you have, I guess, this much that you can have. Just love it. And you'll you'll get all that. Don't seclude yourself to like this much. Go for the stars. Go for everything. I love that. I love that mindset. You know, you, this idea of like just be inspired and go for it. Why hold yourself back? Because you know, there's enough people in the world that's gonna try to hold you back. Why join them when you could be on your own side and you know push yourself towards your dreams? And it sounds like you're very motivated to get there. Yeah. Like well, like when I first started, nobody knew that I was 16. I had a I had a had a lie a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I I was filling up my paper I was like yeah I'm 18 yeah till that rebrand I opened I opened up I was like it was my 17th birthday a little a little bit after that it's like guys I'm not actually 19 I'm 17 they still woke me up they still welcome, welcome me in they're yeah, like that's, that's Cosmo was the first like I knew it I knew I it I knew it <laughs> No wonder he don't ever want to go to clubs with us. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like you said, you got to do whatever it takes, right? And, it yeah. and, and, and you did. You reached for your dreams, man. And it's cool that you're still doing it even after after having such a major injury. You know, yeah. um, I know it's hard, especially for you guys that are still in the independent scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the questions I got for you now is, what are some of your goals going forward in this business? Well, like I'm still necessarily pretty young. I guess it would be just to expand my expand my my region, expand where I'm wrestling. I I feel like right now I'm very secluded to El Paso. I barely started going out to Arizona, uh, Vegas. So I want to do a lot more with that and just travel a lot more. Be the hero the entire world needs, not just El Paso. What are uh, do you have any spots in particular that are on your short list of like I want I hope I get to be here soon or you know, I really want to visit this city. Not necessarily just because I haven't been anywhere else. Just like those new places are like fascinating to me. I'm like wow, like what is this place so yeah um i don't really have a list it's just wherever i get taken we've gotten to learn a lot of really cool stuff about you you know you have a really inspiring story you know being able to you know getting injured so early on coming back from that and then having you know a lot of great success you know fighting back from that injury and onwards i think that most people listening to this conversation are like man this guy is awesome i can't wait to see him wrestle because he's so freaking cool but some fans they're hard to win over you know they got their arms crossed i don't know Mm -hmm. cool story and all but you know i need more so for fans that are listening that are holdouts wanting more from you what what is the pitch to them as to why they should come see you wrestle just see me grow up man i'm still i'm still (laughs) still young still a little kid kind of 18 about to turn 19 yeah just watch my journey see me grow from this kid into like i don't know where i'm gonna be in five years only you guys can know see me grow from there onwards i love that i love that that is a great pitch you know i i often find that you know there's different wrestlers i've been fortunate enough to see in front of you know 100 people and now they're wrestling in front of thousands of people and i think that any fan that likes watching wrestling maybe they only see it on tv having that chance to come out and see you wrestle and see you right now for 20 dollars, so that later on when it costs 200 dollars to see you wrestle you can say look 
I got to go. You know, I know it's going to be expensive, but this is my guy. I got to see him. So I love that. Heck yeah. Well, guys, with all of that said, I'm going to go ahead and end the episode for the night. Um, Gmo, man, I want to take the time to thank you so much for coming on the podcast, bro. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys for having me. Heck yeah, man. Absolutely. Uh, and I want everyone to know that if you want to follow Gmo on Instagram, um, it's Gmo K underscore PWL. Uh, check out his pictures, highlights, matches from the past, and matches going to the future. Um, also, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Across the Ring. Uh, we're on Threads. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We are on TikTok. We are on Twitter. We're on everything. We are in every social media you can think of. Also, make sure to listen to our new and past episodes on the podcast through Apple, Spotify, Amazon Prime, Pandora. We're everywhere, guys. Anyways, guys, uh, once again, I want to remind you, you never know who will be across the ring.